Turn with me into 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. I dedicate this service to my, brody, uh, my buddy Tim Brenneman. Um, if you don't know, Tim Brenneman passed away last night. We'll talk about that in the service. 19 and 20 in verse, in chapter 6 in 1 Corinthians. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you've from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price to so glorify God in your body. So this is the word of the Lord. Amen. Uh, a couple quick announcements before we get back to the scriptures. We um, have the garage for the men uh, Monday, um, and uh, it's going to be awesome, so I hope you're there. Uh, we have our ministry leaders meeting. Those of you who want to be in ministry, are in ministry, want to learn more about ministry, be at our vision casting party at 1.30 here. Um, Heart of Worship is on the 10th. A lot of things going on. Just look in your bulletin, but I need full time to the scriptures for the day as I dedicate this uh, service to my buddy Tim Brenneman. Talked to him quite a bit in the last week. Um, and if you would go back to, I have something special that I wanted to share with the church I shared uh, last night. It was from Ephesians 4.27. And um, it says, and give no opportunity to the devil. I just re I want to say that because I missed that on the last service, but I said it last night at the, at the Troy service. It's important that you know this, and, and I'm not going to step down here just for uh, so everybody can see on the camera. If you see this page that's in my Bible, I have referred back to this <laughs> scripture so many times because it all deals with your new life in Christ. And the reason I'm saying that is if you're reading King James, it would tell you not to give the devil a foothold. And it can come in many ways. So I was up here Wednesday and I was doing some stuff. I don't know what I was doing, just working out a little bit and talking to everybody. Just wanted to be here, you know, and, and that kind of deal. And I got to talk with Brenneman. If you don't know Tim Brenneman, I've known him for a long, long time. Me and Tim Brenneman couldn't stand each other at all <laughs> before Jesus. He was a doorman at Cadillacs, and you know the deal. He didn't like me or my buddies or whatever, and I didn't like him. And, uh, and, and him and Hoss were doormen down there, and Hoss hated me too. Uh, but I baptized Hoss and Brenneman too, so... <laughs> But anyways, so the reason I'm telling you all this stuff is, is the bodies of temple and all that. So I'm talking to Brenneman, and, and uh, I hope Deb's at home sleeping and getting some rest. I talked to her yesterday. She called me last night right after he died. Um, Brenneman, if you don't know, he was, he was uh, let's see, what did, what did Mark Grindel said? He said, he's a character. Yeah. <laughs> he said, all of us are characters. Some are, are bigger than life, and that was Brenneman. 
Uh, and uh, so I'm talking to him on the phone, and we're just talking about life. And he said, hey, man, the old man's getting ready to come out. And I go, no, he's not. So I'm talking to him on the phone, and I said, man, you know, sometimes in, in your walk with Christ, you have to talk to your friends to get them to know the price that was paid for your salvation. And that the body's the temple and all those kind of things. And then by the time we got off the phone, everything was, everything was good or better. Um, make sure that you're saved today before you leave. Because no, nobody knows the time. Nobody knew that Tim was going to die or anything. He was in a nursing home for one reason or another. But that wasn't really the issue then. Uh, but, it, but it came to pass. So I'm just making sure that everybody's saved uh, before you leave. And after you're saved, you need to be baptized. I want to do that. Uh, and you need to continue to follow uh, the Lord. I said a healthy life is a blessed life. Just say blessed life. Okay. So um, before, uh, back in the Old Testament, the temple is where God met his people. And before that, there was a tabernacle that moved around. Wherever the Israelites were, that's where God wanted to be. Same as today. Wherever you go, you need to take God with you. Now the temple is your body, and the Spirit's the Holy Spirit. Because we live under the new covenant, wipe your brow and say, thank God. Some of you cats wouldn't have made it under the Old Testament. Amen. I mean, you're like, God would be like, oh, dude, I need to nuke that guy right now. But, be, but because of grace, we have been saved. And it's not by works that anyone could boast. Amen. So Brenneman was saved by grace. I was, and you two are, or are going to be today. Amen. So let's go back and, and look at these these scriptures that the, uh, that the Lord is speaking to us today. So this temple here, if you are to go back up in this, in this paragraph, it talks about the things that defile the body. It's, it, there's only like two paragraphs of it, and he talks about it in, in verse 9, who will inherit the kingdom of God and who will not. He's very specific on who inherits the kingdom of God and who doesn't. So if there's any arguments on Facebook, just refer them back to the sixth chapter in 1 Corinthians and he spells it out, who inherits it and who does not. And the church said amen. amen. And if you don't like the qualifications, you'll have to take it up with the creator. Just say, oh me, and I'll keep going. Um. On that note, let's just pray, and I'll bring in the rest uh, during the message. And let me say this before we go into prayer. Guys, you need to understand something today, that you were made in the image of God. Let us pray. Father God, we don't want to put anything in these bodies that defile the temple through our eyes or through the physical or through the spiritual. We don't want to tandem or partner with things of the world like a, a Babylonian system that's designed to fail. 
We want to partner with people who believe like we believe and trust the way we trust in the one person who can save our souls and the world. And that's Jesus the Christ. I pray for the offering today. We pray, Lord God, that we live a healthy, a balanced, and a blessed life. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let the basket come by as we applaud the Lord one more time in his house. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor one more time and say, I'm glad you made it today, sir, or ma'am. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 3. So a healthy life is a blessed life. And somewhere in there, there needs to be balance as well. Amen? And... Uh, let us read. So here's, here is the Apostle Paul writing to young Timothy about a healthy life and a blessed life. And I'll avoid the, the, the greeting because uh, they're lengthy as all the Apostle Paul's greetings are. They're good, but we're going to get right into the meat. I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors, with a clear conscience as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. So as this young man's embarking on this job of becoming a pastor, uh, a young guy pastoring a church, he needs to be encouraged as you are encouraged. Amen. Uh, so you can apply this to your life as well about the healthy and blessed and balanced life. Verse 4, as I remember your tears. Now, remind you, he's writing from a Roman jail. And just keeping a good attitude, Comer, being locked up is, is hard in itself. Did you have, has anybody got cabin fever here or is it just me? I'm the, you're like, dude, I am, I am way over. You know, I'm kind of almost, almost skipping, uh, if you can picture me skipping out the door and I'm like oh yeah yeah spring's coming I mean you know it's whatever it was five or six o'clock or whatever and I'm going and then I get to my car and it's full of ice you're like what the heck uh, it was just probably wishful thinking you know living in St. Louis you're not Steve you're not getting out of here in February can be some of the nastiest weather in St. Louis there ever is just say ice storm and I'll move on and some of you guys plant flowers way too soon. I don't know when you plant or whatever. You're like, oh, I'm going for it. And then an the ice storm comes over and you lose everything. He's like, man, I never learned. I still live in St. Louis. You never know. All right, uh, let's go on to verse 5. So it says, I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you, uh, dwells in you as well. So it doesn't matter if you're raised by your mom or your aunt or your grandma or your daddy or your grandpa, you still have the same opportunity to come to the Lord as everybody. 
So and everybody's had kind of a tough time here and there, and we're sorry for that. But ultimately, he's writing from a Roman jail, encouraging the, and and who knows all you theologians where exactly Timothy's dad was or what part he played. But I don't see it anywhere in Scripture. So if he's raised by his mommy and his grandma, that's cool. There's nothing wrong with that. Amen. And he turned out to be one of one of the Bible greats. Um, so I just, I'm just want to encourage you guys. I'm not sure how you started out, but it's not how you start; it's how you finish. Now poke your friend next to you, just boom, boom. For underline this and put an asterisk by it, because I did. For God gave us a spirit not of fear. Say it with me, but of power, love, and self control, or sound mind. If you're uh, reading King James. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our God, nor of me, his, his prisoner, but share in the sufferings for the gospel of the power of God who saved us and has called us to a holy calling. Holy means to be set aside. Don't live like the world. Not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, he has gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began. So that means it's available for everybody. The call is for everybody. The response will be up to you. If you decide not to respond, then you've made your decision. And in which now has been made uh, manifested through the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus. So uh, Janet, when she was singing, she was kind of talking about the mystery of, of the Bible, and the mystery was Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality uh, to light through the gospel for which I am appointed a preacher, an apostle, and a teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and who I am convinced that he is able, say that with me, he is able to guard until the day what has been entrusted to me. So there's some certain things that God has entrusted you with, and, and God will be able to encourage you, give you the wisdom to get those things done regardless of the persecution that you come under. And if you're carrying the word of God and the spirit of God, you're going to get persecuted somewhere along the line. Amen. Amen. When you come to my meeting at 1.30, I'll let you know that and pop your bubble right off the bat. I mean, because everybody has aspirations. They like sprinting. I'm going into ministry. And then once they find out they're persecuted, like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> we thought this was going to be easy. No, the toughest thing in the world is working with human beings. And the church said amen. amen. Verse 13, follow the pattern of sound words that you have heard from me and the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. Guard the good deposit entrusted into you. So you have to guard the power of the Holy Spirit that's inside of you. And here's what I told everybody for the last week. Don't adopt someone else's crazy. And the church said, amen. amen. I'll see you next week. That's the sermon. I don't know why people do it. It blows my mind. Keep looking at me. What somebody else does out in Crazyville, that don't bother me. That's on them. I don't have to own it. Well, that was your, wasn't you friends one time? One time. <laughs> Say it with me, class. I got, I got away from that dude. And everybody wants you to own somebody else's stupid remarks. I'm not doing it. I got enough problem on my own. 
And this is, this is holiday weight that I'm carrying right now, so be sympathetic. <laughs> How long can you go with the holiday thing? Not, one more month? Good, thank God. Because every time I step on the scale in the morning, we have a battle. I'm like, you're a liar. <laughs> Listen to me. We're going to go to 2 Timothy 1.7. He's going to tell you the spirit that God actually gave you. So he hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So touch your mind and say, the only thing that can occupy this is the love of Jesus. I'm not, I'm not adopting that. Amen? So like when I was talking to Brenneman, we were kind of going back and forth talking about this. And, and I love talking to him because I can relate to him. And he's, he's kind of going, rah, 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 you know. And I'm kind of going, no, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> but a dude will do that. He's like, you know what, man? He goes, you need to just come and pick me up. I go, no, I'm not. You're there to get healed. But a dude will try to talk you into that. You're like, man, you need to come get me right now. Do this. Ladies go, no, no, you don't need to pick him up. Amen. Because God has given us his spirit inside, and we we know when to say no. Just do this, go, oh, no, I'm not doing that. Amen. So that's kind of the theme for the day. So in this, this spirit of boldness or courage, I'll call it, he didn't give us a spirit of fear, but that's what the world's trying to heap on us right now. We're, we're afraid of this and we're afraid of that. You've been through all that with the COVID and the mask and the, the shots and all, all that. So let's get over that. Just kind of wave your hand, go get over that. And it, it was horrible and we didn't like it. But I'm still, I, I told this to the church last night. And they loved it, so I'm going to try it on you guys. You guys, are, you guys are a little better than they were, I'll be honest with you. That I, I'm stuck on the meteorologist. Fear, I mean, fear-mongering. And with the, with, the, with the colors. It's Big Steve, I mean, like they want to keep you inside the house. It's, and they give it, it's, remember when they were going to give you like the forecast for tomorrow? And, and they didn't get, you can, it's a great job to have because you don't have to be right to have the job. If I was only right that much, you guys would fire me like, get him out. So not only do they give you like the, like the two-day forecast, do this with me, we're doing the 10-day forecast. Gotcha. And then, and then when they put up the images, it's like, you know, the wind's blowing and it's, it's, it's orange and it's red. And if you see, are you like, oh, man, I'm not, there's no way we're going out on an orange day. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> they could change the whole world by changing the color to like pink or blue, you're like, oh yeah, it's a blue day, pink day, it's gonna be nice. You can drive down the highway and they'll tell you what kind of day you're gonna have. Raise your hand and don't act like you didn't pay attention to it. Oh yeah, it's an orange day, it's gonna be hard to breathe today. 
Did you... Chris, I, I need some help here. We're dry. Everything was fine until I found out it was an orange day. I'm going back. I'm going, I'm going back inside. Amen. And, 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 and this is, you know, and I told you years ago when they started putting up the billboards, uh, dirty hands are scary. Remember I told you that years ago? This is, this is what's going on now. They're fear-mongering, trying to trap you into staying away from other like-minded believers so you would be encouraged today. Tell your neighbor, I'm not drinking that Kool-Aid, Jack. So, and, and maybe you do struggle with that and in, in, in that being fearful sometimes will keep you alive. Let's be honest, ladies. You're married to the guy who will do just about anything. Because I've seen you, you come outside, you go, I can't believe you're doing that. Oh I, can't, oh, I can't believe you're doing that. We say this with me, ladies. We need to hire a professional. Raise your hand, guys. You go, I am the professional. I got a battery-operated toolkit, man. I can fix anything. Oh, yeah. Here's three batteries, man. Keep them all. I can tighten stuff up quickly. My wife is scared to death when I get that tool. She's like, well, she, I get it out of the garage. She's like, where are you going with that? <laughs> going to fix something, babe. She's like, can't you, can't you call a professional? Oh, Lord Jesus. I need to make fun of somebody else besides myself. So, but what it is like all the people who, all our wonderful soldiers that are here and abroad, that uh, doesn't mean that they weren't fearful going into combat. They just had enough courage to override the fear that resided in them. Amen. That, and, and, and it's okay, fear keeps us alive and all that, but we can't be ruled by fear. Because if we're ruled by fear, we're not going to be run by faith. And if we don't have faith, it's impossible to please God. And, and write that down, that's Hebrews eleven six, and you need to share that with somebody. Because from this day forward, we got to just kind of move on from all this mess. And because a healthy life is a balanced and blessed life. Amen. So he says that we're going to have power. So let's go to, uh, let's go to Acts 1.8. And I just kind of was pulling up some stuff I thought I'd share with you. I mean, these, this is like low-hanging fruit. I mean, everybody knows this. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but a power of love and sound mind. So we're going to cover all these things. In 1.8 in Acts, it says, but you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So this power that he's talking about is power to witness to all kinds of people, regardless if they're small or big, Muscover, it doesn't matter who they are. You'll have the power, the will, the desire, all that. Because I remember, I'll be real honest, I remember when Brenneman came in the church. He told me, he said, man, when I came in your church, I ain't been, I ain't been asleep in days. I was like, oh, that's cool. 
And I remember he was out back, he was smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. But God gave me the, the power and the desire to witness uh, to Tim and Debbie. And, and gave me the words, you know, you're like, man, I don't know what I'll say. When, when you, God has put you in front of somebody, he'll give you the words to say to that person in order to get their attention. They could be, they could be high as a Georgia pine and drunker than you know what, but God's spirit has a way of getting to anybody at any time for his kingdom and his glory. Somebody's got to talk back to me today. Amen. And, and that's power that you, you can't get anywhere else. Because there's sometimes you're like, man, I, I would have never known what to say if God wasn't with me and I just go, duh. So the power of God is something that's basically, it's unexplainable. And then he tells us that we're going to have the spirit of love. And we know that love is patient, love is kind. It's not envious or boastful. It's not proud or rude. Or it's not haughty. Uh, it's not self-seeking, and that's and you have to put. Sometimes you'll have to put self on hold so you can witness to a lot of people. Uh, it's really inconvenient being a Christian. Ask me to tell you a story. I will. Well, if you're going to drag it out of me, I will. So me and my wife, we took Janet out for dinner and we're out there and we're eating and we're just this, that, and the other. And there were some people that came in the, uh, the restaurant and we hadn't seen in a while and we got to talk to them. So we're walking out the door. If you ever go out to eat with me, we might be there a while. I'll just be honest with you. And Janet should know better than going out to eat with us. Me and my wife were walking out there. I was like, oh, okay, let's go, babe. So I'm talking to this, these people here and, uh, then we're walking out the door in, in a couple sitting in a booth. They go, hey, aren't you Pastor Pat? And then I think Janet rolled her eyes a little bit. She's like, oh, my gosh, we're going to be here forever. <laughs> but when you meet these people, so and, and then Vicki recognized the person, who start talking and all these things. You'll have to watch this class. You'll have to do that in love. Well, it, it doesn't, watch this, hold on, I got, it doesn't matter if you're supposed to go home at that time. There's a bigger, uh, so being a Christian is really inconvenient, but it really leads people to Christ. And if you and I will both do that in love and not be a, an, say this with me, an eye roller. An eye roller is when you're, you're too disgusted to even say anything, Laura. You're just like, oh, man. You just roll your eyes and you're like, oh, man. Oh, not this again. Do this with me. Do the, oh, not this again. And my wife and my daughter do this sometimes when I sit them down. They're like, oh, God. I mean, they, they interview them. They're like, oh, Dad, sitting us back down at the table. And the reason I do that is in love because I want them to hear the information that the Lord has given me that I need to share with them. And they may not need it now, but they'll be able to pull it up in the days ahead. And I do that in love as you will too. So the last one, I've asked all the churches to rise with me, so you guys too. The last one is self-control. And please look at your partner right next to you. 
Self-control. We'll bring the house lights down so nobody gets embarrassed. <laughs> oh, buddy. We, had, we, we get the, the fearlessness and the power and the love, but when it comes to the self-control, let me tell you something. I might be a Christian, but I'm not going to No, I'm going to let it go. Everybody needs to hear about me and the way I feel. Here's the deal. As Christians, we're not led by our emotions anymore. We're led by the Spirit of God. Need I know you didn't like that. But let me just read you one scripture and we'll be done here. 1 Peter 1, verses 13 and 14. Can you ever just like, I'm going to be honest again, where you almost couldn't like stand somebody? And, and, and I'll be real honest with you because I, I, I got that relationship with Tim Brenneman. I, got, I, I, I love that guy. I love everything he stands for. But watch this, Grindel. When he walked in, I'm like, what the heck, dude? You think you're going to roll up in here? Because he was a big personality when he came in. But God trained me for years before Brenneman and Deb and all the guys came in. He trained me for that day when they came in. And I approached them in love because my mind wasn't intoxicated by self. Oh, yeah. Say it with me, class. You got to get out of here. You got to get out of here. And I'll be real honest with you. My last conversation with Brenneman was very good. And you know what I told him before I hung up the phone with him, Hitman? I said, I love you. And, and I told him, I love you, and, and the text messages over and over. I could show you all that. And, and watch this, Gloria. That's genuine. That ain't just church talk. That ain't, that ain't church. I don't do church talk. This is the way I talk anywhere I go. I, I ain't got time to be hateful towards somebody because they said something, they did something. I mean, I'm, I'm more grown up in Christ than that. I'm not a baby anymore. You know, treat me like some little child. Amen. Amen. Therefore, preparing your minds for action. That's what he's saying right here. You never know, Mark Carroll, what kind of action you might need to jump into. It could be saving somebody uh, through the gospel of Jesus Christ or, or taking them out for dinner or whatever or helping them along. You don't know what's going on in somebody's world. You don't need to always be on somebody's case about if they drove in front of you or got in front of you, they might be swerving home to see their mom or something like that. We always have to believe the best about someone until they show you otherwise. That's a, that's a good one there, man. It's a good one. It's hard to swallow, but it's a good one. And I have to think that way, not because they deserve it, but that's the way God thought about me. He said, I got to believe that there's some good in you somewhere. There's got to be there's got to be just enough good inside of you or just enough faith inside of you that you can still be reconciled and you can still be saved. And I and I asked my wife that I said, "Why in the world do you stay with me?" I asked her that and she'll tell you. She said, "I I seen some get down here with me. Just some. I mean, said that just enough, Angela." 
There's got to be something inside of that guy that God will draw out one day. All the girls are elbowing their dudes right now. It's okay, it's a real deal. Or vice versa. And he says, being sober-minded, set your hopeful, hopefully on the grace that which brought you to the revelation of Jesus Christ. And I don't think sober-minded just means alcohol and, 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 and drugs or anything. I think sober-minded from the world's view and the, and the world's talk and the world's TV and the world's idea and the world's way of things. I got to be sober-minded. Sober means I'm not intoxicated by something. I don't let anything overwhelm my mind because I don't get my eyes focused on worldly things. And I don't dwell on worldly things. Verse 14 is where we leave it today. It says, be obedient children. Do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Say this with me. They don't get it yet. <laughs> I said it for you. I said it for you, mommy. Said it for you, daddy. I said it for you, husband or wife. Whoever it is, they're way out yonder, and you know they don't get it yet. Because if they got it, they'd be here at church with you. And then you leave here and you go, man, I wish, I guess, I wish he would have heard that today. He should have been here. She should have been here. The real sinner. You're here. Take this message forth and love somebody. And then when they see what you got, they'll want what you got. And you'll be able to tell them about Jesus. So now we're going to pray. Yeah, and you all start, you thought your health started at the gym. Not necessarily. Let's be honest, if your mind is contaminated, Bob, it doesn't do much good to be in the gym, spend all your time in the gym. You might have big biceps. But if your mind's intoxicated with things of the world or you're not born again and you're going to hell, what does it matter? How good you look! Woo, he looks good. Woo, she looks good. What does it matter if she's rep representing the kingdom of, of Satan? And I told you that before. I just got to say it again. Everybody when they're young looks good, honey. Amen? Just say it, girls. Everybody look. When you're, you're that age, everybody looks good. <laughs> try, try to get my age and see how it works out for you. Amen. <laughs> See, after a while, even everybody grows up. They quit worrying about what's on the outside. And they go, I want to know if he's got any in the tank. That ain't no thing. So here it is. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet forfeit his very soul? Oh, he's got a lot of stuff. Woo! Boy, he's got a lot of stuff. That guy's got a lot of stuff. I've seen on the internet, he's got a lot of stuff. Amen. 
You know what it is. It's all they're always trying to sell you some fairy tale. I told you about that dude. He still lives in his mommy's basement. And he's not Mr. Right, he's Mr. Right now. Same with her. Raise your hand if you want to get healthy. Just raise it up. I'm not even looking around right now. It starts with your mind. Tell the devil right now when you're touching your mind, devil, you can't touch this. I've been duped before, but I ain't going to be duped again by your cunning craftiness and, and schemes and scamming. I've read the book. I know what happens in the end. Those who die in Jesus go to heaven. I want you to migrate down here so I can pray for you saints. And then we're going to put up a power prayer for those who ain't born again. The saints, come on down and pray with me. Now we're going to pray for that person. You can feel the kingdom of God moving today. We're going to pray together. Let us pray. Father God, as these saints who are here today, those who are born again, baptized, Holy Ghost filled people, are praying for those who ain't saved yet. We want to pray them right into the kingdom. They may be our family, our friends, our husbands, our wives. They may be the, the people that are far off. They may be our neighbor. They may be those who we work with. So my dear friend that, that isn't saved yet, you've never asked Jesus into your life, would you raise your hand so I can pray with you so you could receive Jesus as Lord and Savior? Just throw your hand up right there. I want to pray for you. Father God, I just want to pray for that person with his or her hand raised today that they would be saved. I want to pray for that person right there. And what you do, my dear friend, is you just say, hey, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I need a Savior, and I know that it's you. I put my faith, I put my trust in the words that are written in your Bible are sufficient for the sin debt that I owe. Save my soul today, dear Jesus. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sin. Now help me live for you. Help me pray. Help me read my Bible. And help me be at church when the doors are opened. Let me not get distracted by the craftiness of an evil world. And let me be sober-minded, clear of thought. And Lord God, my last prayer of the day is for the saints once again. Dear brothers and sisters in Jesus, pray this with me. Dear Jesus, I let you and you only into my mind. I rebuke the devil and I rebuke the world's ways and I want to follow you in 2023 for a healthy life, for a balanced life, and a blessed life. In Jesus' name, we call it done. Amen.